Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Gosh, I'm so excited to speak to you today because this episode was inspired by a conversation I had with an ex-client of mine who is actually coming back to me and we had a catch-up on a Zoom call because I always, always, always love to have an in-person conversation with uh, any new client or old client coming back to me. It's really, really helpful just to understand everything that's happening in their lives, what's going on and exactly what they need. And I find that video personal communication to be so much better, but we're having a catch-up and there were a few things that she was saying and I noticed a complete 180 shift in her and she did too. But I thought it would be really, really valuable to talk to you about what it's like to really leave body image bullshit behind once and for all. And the reason why I wanted to do this episode is because I think there are a lot of people who talk about this as a possibility But there aren't actually that many people, coaches included, who are living this and showing evidence and proof that this is true, which can I just say, I don't think is a bad thing or these people are bad people. Like, please don't think I'm saying anything like that. I just think that we need to see more evidence of women who have conquered this issue for good. Because I do see a lot of women who have come very far, but it's still there. And I want to give you evidence of what it actually look like, looks like to truly leave it behind for good. Okay? So I just wanted to briefly fill you in on my client's story and some of the similarities to mine as well. So when my client first came to me years ago, there was, she knew she needed to eat some more and gain some body weight because she knew she was underweight. And at the same time, there was a really big fear about doing so. And there were some physical niggles and and things like that, but also, which was an issue for her and becoming louder and louder in her mind was the loss of her menstrual cycle. Okay, so there are a number of things that were starting to to ring a bell in her ears that were like, this isn't right. We need I need some help here. I need some help. And she had come part of the way and was increasing her calories at the time. There's still a lot of fear around food, around weight gain. And that's where we had a really similar story too. So if you haven't listened to any of my podcasts previously, I had a really similar situation where I've not had a diagnosed eating disorder. 
100% was engaging in disordered eating behaviors. I had very poor body image and I was holding up a specific scale weight number that was lower than is healthy for me to maintain as being the epitome of success. But also I would be worthy, I would be liked, I'd be more attractive to people and life would be so much easier if I got to that scale weight. Okay. And in my conversation with her, so just to fast forward for my client, she's at a position now where she is able to eat freely without tracking. And tracking was a big thing for her, having to know exact numbers, and that was causing lots of anxiety. And I imagine a lot of you listening will feel like you're in that boat now or have been and wanting to get out of it. Same thing for me. Uh, actually, I'm just trying to think with the tracking Mine wasn't ever so bad because once I started to learn about tracking, that actually helped me a lot. Uh, my, my issues with food were probably more so prior to tracking because that's where I was like, well, I can't eat a, you know, I can't eat a full pound of strawberries. This is legit a thought I had because it's a full pound of strawberries. Like you can't have a full of anything, like a full thing of anything. If I was going to eat something, it would only be a small portion of it. Could never have a whole whatever. And... <laughs> I was about to say that's crazy, isn't it? But I, it's not. A lot of people have these thoughts and it only seems crazy to me now because I don't have those underlying beliefs that support that those actions anymore, which is what I'm going to get into. Okay, but actually tracking for me helped me a lot. But what happened with my client now, she's had a six months worth of periods, which is amazing. She is able to eat freely. And in our conversation, she said to me, it's so crazy because food used to take up so much of my time and energy and thought process. And now I hardly think about it. Like I just, you know, what do I need to take to work to eat? Like that's almost as far as it goes today. And a little bit of making sure that she's eating enough to fuel her health, right? But apart from that, that's really as far as it goes. And I was like, just hearing that sentence, I knew authentically she is where she says she was because just being real, as a coach, I need to be wary that sometimes people say that they're further along than they are, which is completely fine. We all have our process in our journey. And just with the specific type of woman that I coach, I do need to have my ears pricked for language that I know wouldn't show up if they really were there. And um, you know, the person may not know themselves that they they aren't authentically in that place. They may believe that they are, are authentically further along than they think they are. But it is my job as a coach just to be cognizant of their language that they use. And when someone is saying to me, like, I hardly think about it anymore, that's a very, very good sign that they are truly where they say they are. And I thought that it would be really important to talk about this so that you can see what the beliefs, the underlying beliefs are that someone has when they have gotten to this place of freedom when it comes to their food and their body image. And that, of course, like I said before, that it is possible. Okay. So what are these underlying beliefs and how do they differ for someone who hasn't quite let this go yet? So one of the biggest underlying beliefs that a person would have when they have left this body image stuff to one side is that I'm worthy full stop. Now, I just want to say in full transparency, whilst I have this in terms of my body, so truly, authentically for myself, the way I look is not a determinant of my worthiness. I have other another aspect in my life to do with achievement, not to do with fitness achievement. 
but to do with some other things that I know is still subconsciously tied to my self-worth. So rationally, I'm at a place which is fantastic. I have the awareness to say this is still a problem in this area and I'm working on it. But I know I, I know the shift. I know what the integration feels like when you've really let it go because I've done it. I've done it with my body and I've done it with relationships. So there was a period of time when the underlying body image stuff that was related to my worthiness, when that left, the whole kind of got filled with then I need a relationship to be worthy. And then there are a few things happen with some relationship breakdowns, which also then I fully integrated. I actually don't. Having a relationship means nothing about my worthiness as a human. It just doesn't. And I know what that felt like to to let that go. And I know if I'm being really honest with you, and this is something that I admit to myself like on a daily because it's on my mind to let go of. I know it hasn't quite left with this other topic. So I just want to say I'm not holding myself out as like, you know, I don't have any body image crap anymore. I'm this perfect human. I'm not. I've still got an area where I'm working on this, okay? But I do know authentically when the my beliefs have changed because I can feel the, it's really weird. To, maybe you know what this feeling is if you've had this experience. It's a visceral feeling of integration where – the belief you know like that cartridge uh, that cartridge of belief or the tape of the old belief is not in your brain anymore it's gone it's completely gone it's a visceral feeling for me I know it so if we're looking at our just related to body image I'm not talking about any other area of life if related to body image it's like I'm worthy full stop there's just nothing after that sentence not when I get to this weight not when I look like this not if these clothes fit not if I'm jacked, not if I'm strong, none of those things. It's it's related to none of those things. I am worthy full stop. When you're running that tape, there are thoughts, there are ways of being, there are actions that flow on from that. When you're running a different tape, the conditional tape, I'm worthy or I'm only special if I look like X. I'm only worthy or special or deserving if I weigh X. I'm only worthy or deserving if I can control my food, whatever they are. You put that tape in your cassette player. (laughs) How old am I, cassette player? Just run with it. Let's just run with this, guys. If you put that tape in your personal cassette player, that is going to spawn a whole lot of thoughts, actions, which results in, you know, how you're experiencing your own life related to your body image. Okay. So another way you can think of it is if you have this underlying belief that your worthiness or your ability to be loved or you love yourself is conditional upon scale weight, dress size, how you eat, what you eat, it's a seed. And from that seed, we have roots, which will be a set of thoughts and other beliefs, and you're going to act in alignment with that. It's really hard to sustain actions that don't align with your beliefs over time. So even if you can sustain it for a week or two, and this is where people like, oh, I lack motivation or I lack consistency. It's like you're just acting in alignment with what you believe. So you need to have a look at your beliefs because if you believe you're lazy, if you believe you're unhealthy, if you believe you're not worthy of being in the gym, 
it's going to be really, it's going to feel like the most fucking painful thing to sustain the energy required to get in and act against your beliefs. So we can, you know, band-aid it. We can like fake it till you make it for only a certain time. But when things get hard, this is when those people fall off because the underlying belief doesn't support them showing up through the hard times. Okay. So this is why looking at the belief stuff is like, it's the real work. You can band-aid it as much as you like, but if you know that your one of your issues is stop start, like I can only I can only eat in a at maintenance or a surplus for a period of time, then I freak out and go back. It's because the underlying belief doesn't support you moving forward. And it's just gonna the resistance is gonna feel so strong. So you've got to do this belief work. Okay. So if we believe that we are worthy and I often talk about our my body as being like a meat suit that allows me passage through time. I know that sounds like super existential, but this is where I really came to. It's like, I think being alive is pretty tough. I think there are amazing parts to it. I think that there are completely horrible parts to it and there's boring and monotonous in between. It's, it's on a spectrum. It's neither good nor bad. It is. And there are lots of different experiences that happen and it's just part of it. But I do think that it's all worth it to me. That's like, we're getting very deep here now. But if I didn't have my physical self, if I didn't have my meat suit, I wouldn't be here to experience all of this stuff. And we don't have very long here to be. And none of us know when it's going to be over. And when you're coming at your physical self with with that underlying belief, like I, I have a meat suit that is allowing me passage through this time because without it, I wouldn't exist like body image just becomes almost ridiculous to a point. It's like, it doesn't even matter. What does matter for me from that point of my meat suit, I'd laugh and joke about the zombie apocalypse all the time on my Instagram. But what matters to me from this point of my physical self allowing me passage through this life, it's like, well, functionality, as much as I everything in my power to stay mobile, I'm going to do it. And I understand that God touch wood, but things can happen and I, I won't be mobile tomorrow. Like in the next five minutes, I don't know what's going to happen to my body. But at the moment, I'm really grateful and lucky and blessed to be able to be able to function, function and move my arms and my legs. You fucking bet. I'm going to do what I can to maintain my mobility and functionality. I'm going to do what I can to build strength. And then I actually love the aesthetics of muscle mass. Personally, I find muscle to be very attractive to me. (laughs) I like how my body looks. I like how my meat suit looks with it. It's again, none of these things are tied to my worthiness. It's like I have this meat suit who is allowing me to be here. And from that point, what can I do? What can I do with this? How can I make my experience that more fulfilling? And it's like, if something were to happen, God forbid, maybe I could physically be able to help others because I have strength and I have mobility. That's really important to me. I also love how muscle looks, so I like to train in a particular way, and then I also like the character traits that come with training. 
to be training for six years consistently requires an element of grit, consistency, an element of doing things that you don't really want to do at, you know, it can't be stuff doing, but doing them anyway. And I think that those character traits feed off into other areas of my life that tend to make me a better person all around. Okay. But from that point, I'll tell you what disappears, like food focus disappears. Apart from like, am I fueling myself for health? So am I getting my micronutrients in? And am I eating enough for either my physical goals, whether that's, like I said before, strength, functionality, or if I have some aesthetic goals, is it fueling me for that? But apart from that, food focus disappears. Food anxiety disappears. It just doesn't make sense anymore because we're not tying our worth to it, to our physical self, how we look. Same thing with like clothing size preoccupation disappears. This is something that was big for me. I used to try and fit into like sixes. And now it's like, I don't care if I have to buy an extra large to be comfortable. Like my number one concern now when I'm buying clothes is which size is the most comfortable. So I'll often take two to three sizes into a change room with me. I don't give a fuck what the size says. I might may not even look. Like I may not even bother looking. It's just like, which fits me the best? And that's what I'm going to choose. But that wasn't the way for me. Um, spoken before I did an episode on like fake, even fake tan and I am wearing some because I was gifted some from a beautiful client of mine. If you're listening, thank you so much. It was so nice of you to send that to me. Um, but I did multiple photo shoots without fake tan and I don't really need it anymore. Like I don't rely on it as a crutch. I was actually talking to my partner a little while ago about this, my evolution with fake tan. And he said to me, you know, it did seem like a crutch for you. And I agree. I agree. It was. It was something that I was shedding letting go of fake tan and it's like even potentially makeup do do you need it are you desperate or if you forget it you know say you're on holiday or forget it does it matter right and I'm not saying don't wear makeup don't wear fake tan these things are lovely it's like uh, muscle growth to me it's lovely I love it it's the best <laughs> but we're not so attached to it that if we don't have it it's going to ruin our lives that's the difference okay um, and then the way that you speak about your body changes, like uh, body checking is not something, it's something that I used to do to an extent for sure. Um, I remember, I remember if my tummy ever felt bloated, like trying to squeeze it, hold it in all day at work. This is it, my old job. And like, I was, I thought about that the other day because I actually had like some bloating, which is odd for me. And I was like, God damn, my stomach hurts. And I was like, I was going through a really stressful period at the end of my old job and I had gastrointestinal intestinal issues, which I believe was due to the stress, but I was still trying to like hold my tummy in. And it's like, man, I can't believe I used to live like that. It doesn't even occur to me now. I don't care. I don't care if people see me bloated. Like I don't care. They don't care. Like, let's be frank. No one else cares anyway. Um, but it's just, I wouldn't do that. I would be continuing to hold my tummy in if I still had these issues. And you can, I can very much see the difference in behaviors as a result of these shifting beliefs. Okay, so what I was hoping to do with this episode again is just to fill you in on what the underlying beliefs look like and the difference between them where we may still be struggling with some body image issues and I wanted to show you what is possible and most women I would say I would probably say like 95 to 99 percent of women are going to have some body image issues so please I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this of course this was me for 30 years 
all right? <laughs> My story is just, I just hit rock bottom and was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Like, I cannot survive with these beliefs. It's just not happening. I am. This is horrendous. My life is not fun and I want it to be better. And I am deciding. I am deciding that's, an, that's it. Enough is enough. I'm doing away with this shit. And from that decision, it did take me six months to fully integrate that. So this wasn't an integration that happened in the click of the fingers in the moment I decided. The thing for me though was my decision then cascaded a whole lot of different ways of being. So my decision meant I said, fuck it, I'm going to eat in a surplus. I'm at my heaviest weight ever and I don't give a fuck. I'm going to continue eating because this is what my coach is telling me to do and I have full trust in him. And over a period of six months, I was able to integrate this and let this go. And it's the same for my returning client. She made a decision as well. It was coming towards the end of us working together the most previous time where she was like, I'm actually not taking this seriously in terms of getting her menstrual cycle back. And there was a decision that she made that like, again, it was the same thing for her. Enough is enough. And I'm going to fully commit to this. I don't care how uncomfortable it was. And we had a conversation and she was saying, and it was so uncomfortable to overeat because she was needing to overeat. Actually, yeah, it's very similar to me, needing to overeat and how uncomfortable that was. And she was like, it just, I just needed to do it though. Like I knew it was uncomfortable. It didn't feel good at all at the time, but I knew this was a solution. And now having come, so we weren't, hadn't worked together for over a year. She's now back complete 180. And it was just the coolest thing to see a similar transformation of mine in someone else, specifically someone I'd worked with. And, you know, if it's in us too, it's it's possible for everyone. And that's where I really wanted to hope, I really hope this exercise, this exercise, this episode has been an expander for you in terms of knowing that it doesn't always have to be the way it is. And there is a world where we don't have body image issues. And this is one of the see one of the things I see with other fitness coaches, unfortunately, is they they give you this message that's like, and again, it's meant with it's meant to help. So I'm not no shade, but it does fall short. <laughs> the message is like, it's okay, everyone's gonna feel shit about their body some days. And it's like, actually no, that's not true. It depends on what your underlying belief is. If you're still having conditions attached to how you feel that are related to your body, yeah, of course. Of course you're going to have bad body image days. But if they don't exist and it's almost like your physical self is this crazy miracle, you just don't know how long you have left, it makes no sense to have body image issues. It just makes no sense. And then, like I said, it come, becomes more about fulfilling the way you want to live functionality, mobility, strength, aesthetics for pleasure, not aesthetics for pain. So I hope you love that episode. If you resonate, if you would love this for yourself, I am currently accepting clients inside my Glam Body program, which is specifically designed for women who love training, who want to build muscle, who want to get strong, who want really strategic assistance with their nutrition protocols to help them reach this place where physique is fun and it can be fun and training is fun, okay? So I hope you love this episode. Please shoot me through a DM if you resonated. Please share it on your Instagram stories and tag me in it because I would love to 
know that it was something that was really valuable to you. With that being said, I'll see you guys in the next one.